Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Hi and welcome to Harnessing Happiness with me, Sarah J. Naylor. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's great that you are and I'm really, really excited because I have got a fabulous guest for you today. This is Claire Williamson, who is in New Zealand, and she is a soul goal coach, and she's amazing. I'm going to hand over to her. She can tell you more about herself, and then we're going to talk happiness. Yay, bring it on. Over to you, Claire. (laughs) Thank you for that introduction. Um, Yeah, I'm a soul goal coach working here in New Zealand, but also all over the world, which is just the power of our online way nowadays and I help soul fired up female entrepreneurs explode their lead gen using personal story so we're really looking at how to leverage that personal story online and as part of that we get to heal that story as well we get to heal those parts of those that story that are maybe keeping that person not as visible as they Mm -hmm. could be holding on to those visibility wounds. So happiness is definitely a subject that I'm excited to talk about because often clients that come to me, they have had difficult experiences, hardship and adversity in their life. And and I think for me as well, my personal story is of my own adversity um, taking away my happiness for a very long time. But I'm definitely what I call a recovered survivor of those experiences now. And Happiness is my number one priority every single day. And I love that you're getting this message out to people. It's all down to perspective, isn't it? And I know we've obviously spoken previously. And, you know, your journey has been one that's been quite uh, life-changing for you, hasn't it? I mean, you, you were from the UK originally and you're now in New Zealand. But there's been, there was a lot of, as you say things that happened in between that took you to where you were and I know from the conversations that we've had that you know you were even in a food bank at one point which is incredible because you've gone from that and you're now is it six figure turnover that you you yeah I mean how do you go from getting into that position to actually turning that around to making that sort of money So one of the things that we do when we're looking at somebody's personal story and how they take that and really share it online in a way that converts to business is um, we use a, a format and part of that format has what we call the fall So everybody has a fall in their story, right? Everybody has that moment where they're Mm. on the hands of their knees and you can't go down any lower. And it's important to share that part of our story because our audience will be either experiencing Mm. that right now or they have recently experienced that and they're not able to move through that emotionally. And the food bank was my fall. It was, it really was that moment where I was, um, you know, down on my hands and knees in a food bank, realizing with my whole entire body that everything has has to change. Everything yes. has to change. I can't keep going on like this. I realized that the reason I was in that position mm-hmm. was me was because I wasn't facing my trauma, because I was allowing this chronic anxiety I had to just completely take over my whole life. Um, And I think that energy of intention just changed everything. It's like the universe finally heard me calling for help and started to put opportunities in front of me that, again, I was then more willing and open to look at. Because I think a lot of us will be in a situation, um, we'll, we'll be stuck 
but we're not ready for the teacher to appear. We're, we've got our walls up. Um, that situation is potentially protecting mm-hmm. us from ourselves because there are things that we believe about ourselves. So many people I work with fear success. They come to me thinking that they fear failure, but actually the idea of them stepping into the greatest yeah. version of themselves scares mm-hmm. the hell out of them. And so we, we keep ourselves stuck. So I think the biggest thing for me that changed was first yep. step, intention. I actually will change everything and I will do whatever it takes. And whatever it takes started mm-hmm. off as little baby things. And then within a year, two years, I was taking massive, bold, you know, <laughs> ridiculously huge steps <laughs> towards where I actually wanted to be. And, and, you know, I had people in my life look at me like I was absolutely delusional. I had um, relationships even break down a little bit because they thought, you know, investing money in coaching. Oh, it's a scam. Oh, you're going to end up here. And I just yes. kept saying, I trust, I trust, Absolutely. I trust. Um, so <laughs> delusion did actually get me from food bank to six figures. Because when I looked at my reality against the decisions that I was making, they, they were completely Ill- illogical but something mm-hmm. inside my soul was was guiding me and um I finally for the first time I think truly wanted what I'd been saying for a yeah. long time and it is isn't I it wanted. it's that moment of realization and it's actually noticing it accepting it wanting to make the change and knowing that that's what you've got to do and that intention like you said that 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 point of this is what I'm doing this is where I'm going and once you've got locked into that and you know exactly what it is you want to achieve you know and you trust and you believe and it is taking that step and it like you I mean I've taken many sort of leaps and sort of investments in in coaching and training and things like that just because it's like this feels right in fact we were talking before I sort of pressed record you know about the things that I've invested in to step forward you know and you just keep on doing it and because that's you just follow that instinct you follow that intuition and you just move forward with such conviction you know it doesn't really matter what other people say because that's their stuff they're transferring their experiences onto you because they they fear that potential failure or they're working on their own level of experience of the world and they're projecting that onto you because that's how they feel that they would fail or what have you Um, but when you the power comes doesn't it from stepping into as you say, your truth and your authentic truth and believing in yourself. And, you know, in each level you get to, more stuff opens up. And as you say, your teachers appear when you're ready, but you have to have that readiness, know what you want to actually also recognise the teacher when they arrive as well and go, hello, yes, (laughs) come on in (laughs) and act upon them. It's transformational. All the the stuff that you've done is, is awesome for yourself and then the people that you're you're working with so it's something what for you makes you happy now what are what what is it that drives you what makes you happy it's interesting actually because um obviously you you gave me a little heads up of these questions and your language in the questions was what makes you a happy person (laughs) and i thought that that there that distinction between what makes me happy and what makes me a happy person Mm -hmm. there's a big distinction because that's the difference between happiness being a gratification you know, something quick in the moment, oh, that makes me happy, you know, eating the ice cream, a quick hug, you know, like whatever it is, and me being a happy person, and me being a happy person is a vibration, which means me being a happy person is, where is my emotional home? 
You know, where do I spend most of my time? What emotion is my dominating emotion? And back before we ended up in that food bank, my dominating emotion was fear. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, and shame. And Mm. yeah, and now my dominating emotion is happiness and probably passion (laughs) as well. There's a lot of of passion there. So what does that is, um, it's real consciousness. And it has been consciousness of what makes me truly happy mm-hmm. on a soul level. I always say that joy is the language that the soul speaks. That's lovely. And so, yeah, it's been a journey of really discovering what mm-hmm. that joy looks like. How do I have more of that joy in my life? How do I align my life to the person who I truly am on the inside? I wasn't who I truly am when I was stood in that food bank. I was I was literally yeah. just a shadow of her. I didn't even remember the things that she loved. Mm-hmm. I'd been so wow. afraid for so many years that I just created this environment that was mm-hmm. safe and protected me. So it was this beautiful process. It looks beautiful backwards <laughs> yeah. at the time. Yes. It was a little bit more You don't you don't get the sort of the, that without <laughs> you, you have to have the light, the dark, you have to have the ups and downs to appreciate what's coming. But when you go through that and then when you say when you look back, that learning, that sort of that journey that you go on, and then when you get to that place as you say with the joy, the happiness, and it's that that, that vibration, isn't it, of just being happy with who you are I truly believe that sort of acceptance of yourself your kinks your foibles your wrinkles your whatever it is that makes you who you are it's that acceptance of the body that you're in the way you are and not accepting people's criticism because people are all too there are people that are happy to criticize I was in a relationship where I was criticized for about 20 years so you know I had to learn on a personal level to actually accept a compliment. I struggled for many years to actually accept mm. graciously a compliment because when somebody gives you a compliment, they're doing so generously and they don't want it rebuffed. Some things as simple as that. But once you sort of become happy with yourself, it's very much the internal work, isn't it? And having that sort of contentment that then comes out. Yeah. And as you radiate that outwardly, you, you will receive that back in abundance as well. Everything is a reflection, absolutely. I love that you just talked to that authenticity because I'm actually mm-hmm. training coaches now. So I call yes. us quantum coaches because we're really working mm-hmm. with the quantum field. And that is the first yeah. step, we lead with vision. What is it that we actually want to create and who do we have to become to attract that into our life? And who do we have to become? It's never anybody new. It's just yes. that person yes. who was always there. However, that person started to, it's almost like we wear armors. Mm -hmm. We just load these armors onto ourselves to protect us every time we fall down and it hurts. And we say, we don't want to go through that again. So I'm going to change something. I'm Mm -hmm. going to become something different. And we end up with so many armors that we're just loaded up and we're walking awkward Mm -hmm. and it's heavy and we don't feel like ourselves and we don't look like ourselves. And so how can we create the life that we truly want or attract that to us? So it's this process of, loading off those armors learning to experience mm-hmm. everything that you fear um and it's interesting that that vulnerability of what we fear i mean i think when we say those words yep. we we feel it mm-hmm. because we know what we fear and that idea of taking those armors off and standing there exposed you know to those things that seem mm-hmm. so scary but that is 
part again of how I got to from a food bank to six figures is to be yeah. able to experience the vulnerability of what I fear. And I actually use emotional Ooh. biohacking for that. What is biohacking? The biohacking. <laughs> I've just got a vision of a pick ball. going like that. <laughs> of course, nobody can see me doing what I just did with a pickaxe in the hand. <laughs> Sometimes, though, visuals don't work on auditory <laughs> recordings. <laughs> not good. Okay. Not good. It looked good in the moment. <laughs> so biohacking. Um. That, <laughs> explain to the audience. <laughs> So biohacking on a physical level is where we're manipulating our personal chemistry to get the outcomes that we want. So Mm -hmm. biohackers will, um, you might have heard of Dave Asprey and he uses intermittent fasting and that's a great way to work with the body. Biohacking, Mm -hmm. we're always working with the body. The body needs time to digest everything that we're putting in it. It will run faster when we fast. You know, Mm -hmm. we go through cleansing processes when we fast. Amazing things happen in our gut microbiome when we're fasting. And Mm -hmm. so that is a way of using how the body works to create a specific outcome saunas are biohacking because again it does something very specific on the inside to create the effect that we want on the inside and on the outside and so um, we're always working with the body when we're biohacking and Mm -hmm. we're personalizing as well so not every single person will thrive from the same diet that's because we don't all look the same on a genetic level right so exactly we all know about epigenetics now it's not that we just have this set of genes and we we can be stuck with them forever we can actually change things by changing what we do every day so biohacking focuses on on habits routines and so emotional biohacking we're hacking the emotions so we have to ask ourselves what are emotions and how where do they come from Mm-hmm. They're the end product of experiences so when I was in that food bank and I walked out of that food bank and I was like okay first thing on my list I am getting over this anxiety yes. I am not gonna live in this anxious mess like the guilt that I had as a mum, I couldn't even walk into a supermarket without having, you know, a, a, a panic attack. And my children were watching that. And then I was also holding back from playgroups and playgrounds and all wow. of those experiences because I couldn't, I, you know, I just felt like I was just going to, I felt like I was going to die all of the time. Oh my gosh. So, wow. Um, it was interesting because they say, like I just said, that the teacher appears when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And for me, the first breakthrough financially and with my health was a network marketing product just landed in my lap and it allowed me to start tracking my biometrics. So yeah. it was things like my heart rate, my blood pressure, my breath rate. And because the technology wasn't as far advanced as it is now, <laughs> four <laughs> years ago, I actually took a pen and paper and I would look at my biometrics and I would look at my day, my journal of my day, and I would say, what in my, what in my environment here is triggering my nervous system? It started mm-hmm. to take me down this rabbit hole of learning about what the nervous system is, how it wow. works, what its connection is to the brain. And I started to realize that I could change my experiences and create different emotions and in starting to create different emotions I started to calm the guard dog in my brain down you Mm -hmm. know our amygdala like the the dogs were out in there and it was literally (laughs) you know 
anything, even my kids making a sound would set that guard dog off and the nervous system would be kicking off. So to change those experiences, to change my habit, I actually started creating entirely different emotions. And from there, I could start to see, you know, mm -hmm. suddenly I wasn't in the survival brain all day long and I was in this neocortex up the front and I was like, holy crap, it's awesome here. I yes. See, I have clarity. I can be logical, you know, yeah. I'm not firing off at every single um, thing. And life started to change really, really fast. That's absolutely awesome. Cause it's about that observation. It's about taking yourself away and observing, seeing how you respond, how you react. Because we aren't our behavior. We, you know, as you've mentioned about the, the, the armor that we can put on and how we, you know, we can sort of layer that up. But that is something we've put there. We can remove it. In quantum mechanics, we are our behaviors. Because if emotions are end products of our experiences and we're spending all day in investing our time in the things that are triggering our nervous system, what are thoughts? Thoughts are nervous system impulses. Mm -hmm. so but we can change that. that, can't we? Once we recognize it, once we see it, that's what I mean by we're not our behavior because we don't have to be because once we recognize it, like you're saying, we can say, this is how I want to respond, behave. I can change that. I can accept this is, I can accept this is where I am right now. But if I shift my perspective on it and I can get a different response, the energy that I put out there will will become different, you know, as you've demonstrated and how you have changed your complete behavior by looking at your emotional responses to things and shifting all of that around and, you know, radiating out all this sort of joy and happiness, which you are now. So that actually kind of answers one of the other questions, doesn't it, really? It's like, how have you used a positive mindset to sort of deal with challenging situations, which is what you've done, because that point of no return for you in the food bank was what kicked in that positive mindset button <laughs> to go, hey, I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> I'm I, just, just I just feel so passionate that now I don't want you to get to your hands and your knees mm -hmm. and be begging for change. You know, like yeah. I, I speak to people every single week on sales calls who are at, you know, they haven't got there yet, mm -hmm. but they're on their way there. And they have this moment in time to decide, I'm going to change that tra 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 trajectory. I know, I struggle with that word as well. That direction <laughs> they're going in. <laughs> and yes, some of them come over the line and we start working together and it's amazing and things start to change. And then others will not make that decision. And mm -hmm. the only way from there is down. You know, and yeah. it's, I think I've become so passionate because if we have that soul fire to make a difference in the world and man, the world needs it right now. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know? Oh, yes. We are a symptom of the collective consciousness. What is going mm -hmm. on? It's, 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 it's crazy times out there. And it so is. if you have a soul fire and, and that fire is a light to make a difference, then you have to listen to its call right now and you mm -hmm. have to step through your fears yeah. And you have to you have to change something because if we exactly. don't change something, nothing changes. And mindset work is conscious. Mm -hmm. We can we can have a very strong mindset. We can intellectually know a whole heap of stuff. But on a subconscious level, none of that stuff is going to change your behaviors no. because you are stuck in that survival mind because that survival mind still fears something. And so we have yes. to get in and we have to do that subconscious work. And it is, and it is, it's getting down there. And I've been having conversations a lot of, just recently about sort of the subconscious and going in and reprogramming it. And, you know, and I know there are people that are fearful of that. Oh, don't get in there. But that again, that's just fear. Fear is just an illusion. <laughs> Running but, your life 95% <laughs> of the day, like you might as well like work with it, right? It's exactly. Like, Why would you want to stay in that stuck mode? 
but it, people get stuck in that stuck mode because it becomes familiar. They get attention from being in that stuck mode and that's who they are, that's their behaviour and they are fearful of making those changes because they're not, they're, well, again, they're fearful of what's going to happen if they do bring about that change. But actually, I think change is an amazing thing and I think, you know, those opportunities that present themselves for us to sort of move forward and progress and do new things and explore... But you know what? It's up to the individual. People have to want to change and some people just don't want to. It's also a body addiction. So like when, and I think with the emotional biohacking, it's such a physical thing. Like somebody who is anxious, depressed, all the opposite things to happy, you know, mm-hmm. contented, they they feel out of control of that. It feels very much like I, it's despair. It's a feeling of despair mm-hmm. and a lack of hope. But when you realize that what is going on is chemical, and it is, yeah. it's a physical thing. Suddenly, that for me, that was very empowering. I'd seen cognitive behavioral therapists. We'd done all this up in the head shit and it hadn't worked. <laughs> I'd tried medications. They hadn't worked. They'd made me feel zombified. Yeah. So like when I was like, okay, this is my body and mm-hmm. I can actually hack this, I suddenly had this feeling of empowerment. And so if you think about those chemicals of depression, anxiety, not being happy, the body is chemically addicted to those. It's the only thing that it knows. So we have to Mm -hmm. break the habit. Yeah. And then those serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, the body can just as equally become addicted to those two. It can Mm -hmm. also become over addicted to both sides, but that's a whole different (laughs) conversation. start the body has to break the habit of being itself joe dispenser's book is all about that which book's that we need to which book by joe dispenser um, is that one an amazing book it's mandatory reading for my trainee coaches is break the habit of being yourself break the habit of being yourself right we'll have to put that one in the uh, in the credits (laughs) it's such a powerful book It really is. I must say, though, when I first read it, which was in that first year of my own transformation, none Mm -hmm. of it stuck. He's like, meditate. I was like, I can't meditate. I can't sit still for 35 seconds without having a nervous breakdown. Like it didn't, I couldn't engage myself in it Mm -hmm. enough until I'd created that space. That space that I created through, through the emotional biohacking was just powerful. Then I could look at visualization. Then I could look at meditation. Then Mm -hmm. I could look at breath work. All of those things that people come running at you and they're like, Hey, you're anxious. You should try all these things. And it's like, I, I can't. Yes. I can't. That wasn't my route to happiness. My, my, no. my the route was through my body first, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. I think the thing is, we've all got different internal drivers, different experiences of the world, and we learn in different ways. It's finding that thing that resonates with you. And it's with regard to you know all sorts of holistic therapies. People can try sort of hypnotherapy. You could do EFT. You can do RTT. You can do havening. You can do there's all nature of therapies out there. But it's what works for you. And you've also got to have that belief. And you recognise something that's something that resonated and it really connected with you. And you listened to that instinct, that intuition. You rolled with that because it made sense to you and you could access all that you needed to access to then get through to the other side to do all the other things that you're doing. And that was all that sort of going down to the bottom was part of your journey that took you to the position which you where you are now and helping other people and you can serve because you've you've been through that experience. And that's the whole power of sharing the story, which is what you do. So what are your top tips for helping people harness happiness in their life for me the marker is action right if you think Mm -hmm. if you use that word stuck what do we want we want to move 
people will look to the mindset stuff to get them to move. Like I say, mindset is conscious. Mm-hmm. So we're not actually, we're using the, the conscious parts of the brain for mindset work and it's not necessarily going to result in the action that is going to have you changing your life so that you feel happy. So what do we do? We close mm-hmm. the gap on a feeling level. One of the a really powerful tools that I use with my clients, I call it the anchors tool. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing is we're closing the gap between where you are and where you want to be on a feeling level. The subconscious knows no difference between real and fake. So exactly. if you can create experience, uh, you know, and again, the end product is emotion, you're going to feel happier. So what we do is we look at that vision of who we want to become. We look at the things that we have. I don't like to think of happiness through gaining stuff, but if we, you know, if it's part of it, right? The experiences Mm. that we can have, the places we can go, the freedom we open up for ourselves. And so you look at that person, you look at that experience and you look at the feelings that are involved in that scene. And what I get you to do is to write down three to five feelings that you have, they might be pride, they might be confidence, they might be gratitude. And you then look at the the habits, the experience that you can create in your every single day to actually create those feelings now. So that pride, confidence, happiness becomes part of now, bringing those future feelings into the present self. And by making these habits, you are going to start to shift your emotion. And you also have an SOS in those moments where you're feeling completely outside of that future version of yourself. You can look at your anchors and you can say, which one do I need right now? Mm-hmm. Which one? And they're also setting yourself up as well because we don't just want to have the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. It's almost a preventative measure by starting to anchor these activities in and you, yes. will, need, you will have less of those SOS moments, right? Sit down and look at those three to five feelings that this future version of you has and how can you start to create those feelings every single day. There is a part three and part four to this exercise as well, which deepens it in terms of the identity shift because that's what happiness is. It is a vibration. Mm. It is. It is an identity shift involved, which means we do have to let go of that identity that is not creating happiness for us but we have lived in that identity for such a long time we don't even really recognize who we are outside of it again there's that chemical addiction to those feelings that that identity has and Mm -hmm. there is a lot of trauma work often has to go into being able to let that identity go and step across into who you truly want to become and really feel safe about that transition as well it's harnessing those key elements that of the person that you want to be that's going to bring all that happiness and bringing it into the now and sort of acting acting as if, if you like, that's a phrase that is often used, yeah. isn't it? You know, act as if you are already that person, even if it's just for a few minutes a day, just to experience it and to sort of step into that person. You know, it could be a famous figure that you want to sort of act as if. I'd done some work with Richard Bandler and Paul McKenna and it was really interesting that we did sort of stage work and people were actually going into characters and how their physiology and how their body shaped and how they carried themselves changed instantly as they were sort of hypnotically in this sort of state of somebody completely different. And it was it was fascinating. There was this one woman, she became Henry VIII, and she was sort of talking to the audience, no, don't talk to me like that. 
was wow. it was just it was fascinating and he's such a uh, Richard Bandler is such a character he really is but it is it, you know sort of joking apart it is it's taking elements of that into your everyday life isn't it I mean as you say there's a lot of deeper work that can be done there's lots of therapies out there you know if there are stuck points and it's about taking that responsibility for the self not expecting somebody else to change you either you know you have to take that responsibility onto your own shoulders and not you can look elsewhere for people to help you by engaging with them like someone like yourself but you know not go to somebody well I want you to make me happy make me happy today yeah. <laughs> you have I think as well, like, just another word that saved my life is yeah. brain waves like okay. brain waves if you think about what makes you unhappy it's often because you're stressed, right? You're stressed, mm-hmm. you're reactive, you know, you feel like things are going too fast. Well, your brain is going too fast. Mm-hmm. You're actually in a high beta brainwave state. And I've got a YouTube video about the symptoms of high beta brainwave because we need to know oh. what they are because the minute we know we're, we're, our brain's racing too fast and we bring the brain waves down, that's what hypnosis is, bringing yes. the brain wave. We can become a completely different personality we can we've got to slow slow those brain waves down so like if anybody um uh, yeah obviously the youtube video is there but breath work this is where your breath work mm. can come in and even to just take a breath in for four and then blow out the straw for eight and then hold it at the bottom for eight yeah your nervous system completely resets like it's just insane your brain waves are slowing down your heart rate is coming down you are becoming somebody completely different who can have a different perspective that is going to create the happiness that you exactly. see you know so like that word that's another tip <laughs> brain waves the breath work is amazing i mean i i read um james nestor's book breathe and that's fascinating um and you know, just interesting, and you should say that because I've been doing some training, some athletics training and running. And when I, go, <gasps> I won't use the swear words I use as well, but I'm, <laughs> and I go, and in, and slow. I look like the crazy woman in the gym, Sarah, because like everybody's <laughs> in the corner, <gasps> and I'm just like chest open, breathing in. Hold. I've been training as a breathwork therapist, and the difference that it makes to your gym schedule, let alone yes. every other area in your life, is huge. And it's I may fascinating. look crazy, but I'm the one jumping back on the weights first. So it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. the crazy looks. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Do you know what? Who cares about crazy looks, Claire? I think <laughs> I've got crazy looks most of the days of the week, and some people must think, she's... <laughs> but... Hey, you know what? If you're happy, you're happy and it doesn't really matter. Do you know what? It's been absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing all your sort of your experiences and your understanding and your knowledge and your wisdom and your your happiness and your vibes and the top tips. It's just been an absolute pleasure. And thank thank you so much. If you were closer, I'd come and give you a hug. But you're not. virtual one because nobody can see us nobody can see hugs hugs yay hugs oh bless you thank you so much so how do people get in touch with you claire i mean obviously you've mentioned your youtube i know you're on instagram how just please do let the listeners know how they can contact you i love a good follow on instagram i'm at cw underscore full underscore circle um and if you click my bio link that'll take you through to the youtube and you'll get a bunch of um free tips and hacks and i'm just in the midst of setting up tiktok to really get the breath work out there as well so but instagram is the best place to start fabulous thank you so much and in for four
hold and out. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been awesome. It has. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Harnessing Happiness podcast with Sarah J. Naylor. If you took value from the content, please follow the show on your podcast app. And to find out more about Sarah's ape mindset, visit sarahjnaylor.com. That's sarahjnaylor.com.